Hello, everybody. My name is Ivy, and this is the Elliot Confidential Podcast. I'm joined by my brother, Aaron, and my father, Christopher Elliot. How are you both doing? Hello. I'm feeling great. How are you? Aaron's got the voice today. I am doing just great myself. What are we talking about? We are in split Croatia today, and we've been here for a week, and we've experienced, uh, I would say, a city with a split personality. Definitely, definitely, definitely. We've had some amazing experiences, Uh, at least one not so amazing experience, and the rest, well, it's it's up in the air. We just got here. Well, you've been here for about a week, yeah. Yeah. Um, Before we get to that, let's talk about our question of the week, which is, what is the city that has had the most inconsistent experience for you? The, The city with the biggest split personality that you visited, maybe it was split, maybe it was somewhere else, don't know. Put it in the comments. We would love to read your comments at the end of next week's podcast. Could I answer this question real quick? Please do. We don't usually a- a- answer these questions. No, it's okay. We you get other people go, to answer Yeah, go for but it. But I have a good answer to this. You probably have heard us talk about this particular city a couple of times on this podcast, and it's because it really distinguishes itself from a lot of other places. And what city is that? Minneapolis. Oh. That place. Now, that place has a split personality. I would actually, you know, now that I think of it, I would put it at number two, but still it has such a big split uh, between different parts of it because Minneapolis, one side, lots of gang violence. I walked through it. I felt very uncomfortable and I wasn't even in the thick of it yet, but you know, open carries that died. The whole story is up on previous podcasts, but yeah, you, I was trying you, to get feared it. for your life. I was trying to get a Chipotle and I feared for my life. Kids with huge backpacks that, you know, don't have books in them and open carries, lots of open carries. And another side of the city, yuppie central, yuppie central. Actually, we stayed in that part of town for how many days? It was like, nice. It was, it was really so nice. Yeah. Nice. It, so beautiful, beautiful yeah. nature, beautiful infrastructure. We were on top of a Trader Joe's and just down the street was a Whole Foods. That That's gives right. you an idea of the area. Yeah, we were we stayed in an apartment that was above a Trader Joe's. Yeah. That's pretty upscale. Well, the number one spot, just realized after I said Minneapolis, probably Cape Town. Cape Town. Yeah, Cape, Cape Town. Cape Town, South Africa has the most split personality after split. Yeah. Now, it, Cape it Town, is, yes. South Africa, you have a beautiful Victorian Alfred waterfront. That, Absolutely beautiful. That has private security. That it's has amazing. a shopping mall. It's crazy. That has all of the modern amenities you come to expect from a first world country. And then only 10 miles away, you can find shanties. Exactly. And with those cities, really, having a split personality is not a bad thing. You just got to make sure you're in the right part of town. You're in the right part of the split personality. Okay. Yes. Let's talk about split, shall we? We are in uh, a city that is Americans love to go to, and that's why we came here is because so many people have been talking for years and years about split and about Croatia. Many Americans go to Dubrovnik, which is the really nice scenic town just south of here, but the most Americans actually go to split and they come this time of the year. We're here in late August, and there are a lot of Americans here. You walk downtown and you see, you hear a lot of English being spoken, a lot of French, Spanish, uh, but you also see a lot of Americans and you, the Americans are unmistakable. They dress a certain way, they walk a certain way, they definitely talk, they've got that Americanism that they've got that sets them apart from all the other visitors. So we're here with a lot of other tourists and so you have this downtown, but then 
you have where everyone actually lives in Split. And that place is not quite so beautiful, picturesque, doesn't have all the beautiful architecture, the history. Aaron, describe what it looks like here, please. So there's an old town that has beautiful, quaint homes and buildings and churches that you expect from any European city. And outside of the old town... Aaron, <laughs> Aaron come on. Stop with the voice. And outside of the Stop old town, the you find indestructible Stop. communist apartments. Yeah, that's true. Indestructible. They are, well, the one that we're in right now is probably about a 20-minute walk outside of town, and it is indestructible. I think they built it to withstand a nuclear blast. A nuclear blast. A nuclear blast. Which is why I do all my bomb testings here. <laughs> oh, yeah. No need for water. Coming this summer. It's a little bit depressing, I have it to is, be honest. It is. It is very depressing, actually, uh, it's, uh, these, these apartments were not built for their aesthetics. They were they're more, shall we say, functional. Yeah, um, functional. Very functional. Yeah, yeah, very efficient. The the buildings and, function, but the brain doesn't. They're all depressed. Um, <laughs> I don't think that it's the for creativity. It's not the thing. If you want to, if you're a creative person, you you probably don't want to be living in these places. But and I gotta say, this is a big but. Is the people here are really really nice. Yeah, it's crazy how nice they are. I can't get over how friendly. Now we've had a couple of exceptions to that, but by and large. Like the people who are renting this place to us are the friendliest people that I have ever met in my life. They are so nice. Our landlords, um, I don't know what position host. she has. Our, our, our host. Yes. Our host, she is the most friendly person we've ever had on VRBO. Uh, most times you never actually meet the owners or the hosts. Yeah. They just don't even come there. They, they, they leave you a key and you go inside and then you go about the rest of your day. This lady, greeted us in front of the place, let us in, told she us about the city. waited in the rain for us. Yes, was that was very, crazy. Very nice of her. Yeah. As you walk in town, like you walk, we're on top of a hill, you walk down into Split. What's it like? What does it feel like? Uh, describe the smells and, and I should say, we're in the middle of fig harvest season, so you've got a lot of figs. Mm. Aiden, what's the, what are your impressions of walking into town? Well, definitely things begin to brighten up. You go from dull colors and a lot of stains on the walls of all of the buildings to bright clay roofs. I don't know. I don't know what yeah, the, the they've color got. They're made out of uh, using rock as building yeah. materials. It's Very, a UNESCO protected heritage protected site. Yeah. Once you get into town, um, it there's a unique smell of pine. They have a special mm -hmm. pine that grows here that I just, I, it's an amazing smell. And then there's the bread. Uh, we can't eat any of the bread. It's just not our thing, but it smells. You can smell the bread in the morning, uh, baking. And the cicadas. And you can hear the cicadas. It's and hot. It's, yeah, it's very hot. Really but hot But then here. you've got the ripening figs. And they have very particular, almost vanilla scent to them. Yeah. It's pretty incredible. And we've walked, uh, we've walked all over the place. So do you have a favorite walk so far, Aiden? Well, favorite walk probably has to be down to the port, uh, strategically missing a certain alleyway. Okay, let's talk about that. Well, okay, yeah. Okay. We, we could just jump right into all right, that. I'll, I'll, let me set this up so, and then you guys can uh, bring it on home. Yeah. We went to a place that had been recommended to us. It was, uh, it was essentially street food. It was not a real restaurant, but it had a couple of booths. And 
we decided that we were going to order something, we waited for about 30 to 40 minutes for the food to come. Before we ordered, we asked if we could pay. And they said, no, no, wait until afterwards. Now, I've been, we've been cashless for the last six months. Yes. So... I think they already know where this is going. <laughs> we get ready. They bring the food out after waiting for 35 minutes to our little, you know, it's like a stand-up table. And um, I say, okay, I'd like to pay now. And they say, we don't accept credit cards. So what happens next? Well, I think there's some things that you got to keep in mind before you talk about what we did next. So this is at a cruise line terminal. Yeah, basically, right, yeah. Right next the to it. Port. Yeah, it's, it's a, a tourist. Port. It's a tourist town. It's a port. Yeah. So every single day, there's a new group of people coming in from a cruise line that's going all around the world. Are you going to expect every single person to get off that boat, go to an ATM, get some cash, and then buy things? Kunas. Kunas. Maybe. Or not. I think that's a 50-50. A lot of people are going to be like, yeah, maybe they will, maybe they won't. We don't think that they will. So that's a f uh, the first red flag for us. It's that we're right next to a, a cruise terminal. You can't expect everyone here to have cash. But really, the biggest red flag is, think about it. If you only take cash, you pay less taxes and there's less fees for you. So they have incentive to only take cash. And they, but, they were a cash-only business, yes, it turns out. Yes. yes. But when you only ha accept cash, when people walk by your booth and they see the sign that says, we only accept cash, a lot of the people there, because it's a cruise terminal, are going to just walk by. Right. What we think was happening is because they had no sign that said no cash and they strategically asked you to only pay after you get the food there, they didn't like the fact that people were passing up their business because they only took cash, but they still didn't want to have yeah. all of the extra uh, money taken from them because they used credit card. So instead, what they said was, okay, let's just not tell them until the food comes out. <laughs> so a, they have to go have to, to, go to an ATM. ATM. Yes. Exactly. And... You realized that pretty quickly. Yeah, I didn't. I wasn't going to, to go for it. I um, so I, I checked to see if we had cash. You and you ended up having ten euros, which would have covered about half the meal. Yes. And so you offered because we had we said okay, we we can't take this food. So you offered to pay for. We had had a, a glass of water. A glass of water. I'm like, a bottle hey guys, water. we're not paying for this. Um, we don't. We don't have the money. We don't have enough we, money. We don't have, to pay the, for we don't it. have the money. We're we're not going to an ATM. We're not paying for this. And um, but but I said. I have cash. I'm at least going to pay for this water bottle because that would actually be stealing. Take it. I give. I had 10 euros, two fives. I handed them over the five and then they swiped the other five out of my hand. Yeah, that's right. Really and I thought that that guy was going to, he, he was behind a counter. I thought he was going to try to jump over the counter. And take and, the other five. And he just he reached gonna, over and took you know, it. He was going to get you and try to get us. He was very, very angry. Very upset. So, and the fact uh, that they're so upset really just goes to show that Really, people are only that upset if they know what they're doing. Yeah, he, he definitely had a scam going. And I was not about to go over to that uh, really overpriced uh, ATM. The, the ATMs give you the worst exchange rate plus fees, convenience fees, they call them. I was just not going to do that. Yeah, one third of what you take out is paid to them. Well, Dustin, uh, my brother, paid 211 euros to withdraw a thousand. I don't know why he was trying to withdraw a thousand euros, but he paid 200 euros in fees and uh, expenses, which was absolutely insane. 
Yeah, in the post game, I looked at Google Maps and they didn't even say that they were a cash only business. They had every opportunity to mention that fact yeah. in the 400 plus reviews. And so basically they leave most of their customers uh, having to take out reams of cash from a Euronet ATM, which takes something like 20%. Yeah, I know, it was ridiculous. They could simply just increase the price. So that was our sole negative experience with Croatia so far. Everything else has been amazingly positive. The people have been nice. They try to speak English to you. It's not like Paris where they don't want to speak English to you, even though I still love Paris. But here they really, they like Americans. Uh, they're very friendly. The city itself, the old town, is really nice. And if it weren't for like this communist era suburb that we were living in, every, this would be the perfect place to stay. Now, most Americans do not stay out in the suburbs. They stay in town and they never get to see this place. So in a sense, we're really having an authentic experience here. Yeah, but it's a type of authentic experience where it's not something you'd, uh, you'd go after as a tourist. So we would tell people, you know, if you want to, uh, if you want an authentic experience, this is probably not the authentic experience you'd want. Yeah, Just stay in not. town yeah. and enjoy yourself. You're going to have a great time there. <laughs> probably don't want to walk out here. Just because, I mean, it's not that it's unsafe. Actually, everyone here looks very decent. Like, we haven't seen... Basically, what I'm trying to say is we haven't seen any... No crime. People. No yeah. crime. No people with knives, if that's yeah, the thing that you would look out we for. We haven't felt threatened at all. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's just, it, it just has a, it just has like a, yeah. a depressing architectural feel. Yeah. Well, that was all, all these buildings here in the suburbs were built in the 1970s when communism was still here. It was still Yugoslavia. And it, it's, um, it's kind of like a, you know, it makes you think of the past and, and how far Croatia has come since the um, dissolution of Yugoslavia and the war in the 1990s. Uh, this place, it's amazing that downtown Split is still here because uh, it could have easily gotten demolished by the communists or destroyed and it still is, it's, and it's very, very beautiful. We are going to see some of that. We're going to, uh, apparently Game of Thrones was filmed here and they have a museum. They have uh, catacombs. We are going to visit all those and we will report back next week on all that. Mm-hmm. Oh, but before we go, we want to share a secret, right? We share secrets here? Confidential? We, it's called confidential, yeah, so let's do some secrets. Why don't you talk about the deconsecration of the church and... <laughs> no. Yeah. We had a meeting with uh, one of the tourism officials here in town uh, just today, and he was talking about some of the more inappropriate... It was like a church behaviors. in Dubrovnik he was oh, talking yeah. about. Oh, yeah, that was funny. Yeah, um, now every time we mention a, a tourist, church, we think of something yes. very, very, very so, sinister. So, yeah, tourists do some pretty stupid things. And this was Extra really, stupid. really stupid. Yeah. It involved a, a female tourist, and her gender is very important um, to the story. And she walked into a church and apparently disrobed and then did something. Uh, the tourist guide wouldn't tell me what it was. Uh, and it was so bad that the, the bishop had to re-consecrate the church. And the proof, it was all on video. Yeah. Uh, that's right. We were having a conversation about that. 
Anyway, I, I am never, it never ceases to amaze me the things that tourists do when they're on vacation. And that definitely, I'm going to have to do some research and find out what was going on there. But that <laughs> research, research. Yeah, well, I just curious research, to know. Research, you say. I, I don't want to see the video. I just want to know what happened. That's I'm all. I'm sure. I'm sure. I didn't know. Not really. Let's repeat our question of the week one more time, in case you missed it. Which is, what city has had the most split personality that you have visited? If you have ever said to yourself, "Wow, I could write a tale of two cities about this place." I'd love to know about it. So which city has offered the best of times and the worst of times? I feel like you? if it's a tale of two cities, then they must have had a very interesting evening. <laughs> maybe, maybe. Yeah. So please leave your comments and we will get to them in next week's podcast. But now let's talk about your last comments. In our last podcast, we talked about our Hurtigrun. I never say that correctly. Cruise in Norway. We had so many great comments. We asked about your best cruise ever. And uh, KP says, I took four Windjammer cruises off the coast of Maine. Wow, four cruises. All on the Louis R. French. No engine, all sails. Sounds like so much fun. Joy says, I can't wait to hear about your cruise. We will not stop talking about it. Don't worry about it, Joyce. Kit says, the Galapagos is a once-in-a-lifetime trip. We marveled at giant land tortoises and swam with sea turtles, my favorite experience. Guys, Galapagos is definitely on our list. And I even said in the comments, I'm ready, Kit. I am ready. John says, Antarctica, seven days crossing and back and nine landings on the continent. The Drake crossing is either the Drake Shake or the, Great, the, the Drake Lake. Uh, I'm betting that if we tried to do it, it would be the Drake Shake because we always get the waves. It's just our luck. ACW says the most adventurous cruise, Galapagos. Another vote for the Galapagos. Now I really wanna go. And DW says, this looks like a really great adventure. I'm glad you could do it with the boys. In 2015, we went to New Zealand as part of an Australia, New Zealand, Cook Islands trip. Oh, we are headed to Australia soon. This is gonna be exciting. Maybe we'll get to do a cruise while we're there. We could actually do that Galapagos Islands cruise i mean we got two whole comments about that that's a uh, pretty significant you know if i do say so myself we could do that towards the end of the trip because it is in south africa we are south, not uh, south africa south america yeah we're gonna do it we're gonna do that no question about it yeah kathleen says my first cruise was on a freighter that went from tilbury docks in england to several ports in europe before going to nine different countries in africa that is a total adventure so, wow, uh, that's a lot of really great comments. Oh, I forgot David. David said we're currently sailing on the Seaborne Norway Fjord cruise. Hey, we saw you there, David. We waved. Did you see us? <laughs> I'm kidding. Thanks for listening to the Elliot Confidential podcast. You have more fun listening to it than we do making yeah, you it. You keep your head in the game, Dad. This is for their entertainment purposes. Okay, all right. Sorry about that. Anyway. Thanks, everyone, for listening, and we will see you next week. Bye. Ciao.